Yeah, just have that general uh, retirement plan, having a million dollars. You might need two million. Everybody's situation is different. You know, what is your debt? What are your expenses? What country are you planning on staying retired in? If you're in Seattle or, or prices are outrageous or San Francisco, anywhere in California, I should say, it's cost of living is expensive. You have a million dollars in retirement in uh, California. That money's not going to last too long. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, today we're talking about some ideas when it comes to retirement planning that may no longer suit you very well. Things that have become obsolete potentially ideas and rules that over the years, you know, many people followed or at least maybe advised you on, but now maybe these don't make a lot of sense. And like everything else, times change and technology changes and, you know, you have to adapt to that. So we're going to try to help you adapt today on the Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George, joined as always by Mike Coynan, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Uh, Mike, good to talk to you again. Uh, glad to be here and, and good to uh, be on this podcast with you again, Ben. So hopefully we can get some Good information out to the listeners today. We will indeed, I think, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll remind everyone, too, you can find all of our episodes, past episodes online at principalpreservationservices.com. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen, and you'll have one uh, delivered to you every week. We have a new episode every single week. And today, you know, we're going to focus on some things that may not work. We usually talk about planning ideas that do work, Mike, but today we're going to focus on ones that maybe don't work so much anymore. Okay. Maybe things that have been replaced, they just become obsolete, much like your your uh, your phone. Think about the first phone you had, Mike, cell phone, and now look what you have in your hand. Things things yeah. change. <laughs> yeah, the Nokia brick, I remember. It was like <laughs> back in 1997, I think, was the first thing, and that's what you, I think I had, was it 100 minutes a month And I, oh, yeah. you know, that I was limited to? You had to ration your minutes back then. Ration of minutes, but then if it was after seven, I thought it was <laughs> yeah, you free nights and weekends, fr- free nights, yeah. So that <laughs> I was forgot a big about thing that. back in the day. Yeah, yeah that does, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was things have changed. I mean, people don't even use their cell phone minutes much anymore. Everybody's busy texting now, so yeah, it's completely different. By the way, but that's why we're talking about these today. This this happens too in finance and financial planning, and we're gonna run through uh, five different items and five different areas where retirement planning ideas maybe just don't fit you anymore. So let's start with the 4% rule. I guess explain this to me, Mike, what the 4% rule is and, and maybe why it doesn't fit people now. Yeah, this is, and this has changed over time. It used to be the 5% rule, then the 4.5% rule. Now it's down to four. And uh, the rule that just says you should be able to take about 4% withdrawals you know, from your investments each year without actually uh, touching your principal. And your, money, and your money should just keep lasting and lasting. But like I said, it's, it's changed because you know the, the market today isn't the market what it used to be 30, 40 years ago. And so when we look at it, it used to be a 5% rule that you should be easily be able to take 5% out of your, your investments and really not touch the principal. Your money should last for the most part forever. And then it went down to four and a half. And then uh, four, uh, BlackRock uh, came out with something a couple of years ago. They said they think it's closer to three and a half percent that they believe that because just counting on uh, the returns of the investment to make that money last because bonds are paying what they used to be, um, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, that's kind of been a, a debunked you know, uh, plan as well. It's, it's, things have changed over time, but everybody wants to hear what, what they remember, right? And I've heard the 5% rule growing up is what I was you know, really uh, informed of even in, in college, but that's all, you know, changed in the last you know, 20-something, you know, 30 years now. 
Yeah, for sure. And and this next one I think is interesting. We talk about rules, and there's one called the ten five three rule. And and I don't know how many people have followed this through the years, but you know the rule states that you can expect a ten percent return from stocks, a five percent return from bonds, and a three percent return on cash. And Mike, I don't have to be a financial advisor to know that this is not a very good rule at all anymore. Yeah, these are some obsolete numbers, obviously. I mean, what are you getting in cash today, for crying out loud? I'm, I mean, we look at savings accounts are paying 0 0.05, 0 0.05. Uh, you know, clients are trying to even getting a CD. You can lock up your money for 18 months and get a whopping 1 or 1.2% today. So we know that these numbers are not, you know, accurate. I mean, this is not like, uh, boy, it's probably about... 20 years ago, you could get a five-year CD at like seven or 10%. Those numbers aren't around anymore. But also when we look at, you know, the stocks and the bonds and, you know, we look at the S&P 500, which is, you know, a conglomerate of 500, you know, stocks, you know, I've, it depends on what your your average return is based off of the decade. But we, we I look at a 20-year uh, average and it averaged 3.6 from 1999 to 2018. 3.63% is what the stocks actually average. Now, we know you can hit some winners in there. If, if you would have been in you know, Apple or Amazon or Tesla or some of these other ones, uh, you could have had a, a pretty nice return, which are, these are not the norms. You know, everybody likes to talk about those, you know, those amazing, those stocks that just took off, but how many of those stocks did people invest in that just flopped, right? And bonds, as well as we know, uh, they're not averaging a 5% return. We're just ending. I have a couple articles in front of me, Ben, that, you know, one was by Alan Greenspan from a couple of years ago. And he says, you know, with looming inflation, interest rates are as low as they can be. And this was articles even a couple of years ago. Rates have, have even got lower <laughs> and they have nowhere to go up from up. And when the interest rates go up, well, as interest rates go up, bond values drop. So uh, it's a tough, tough story on that. I don't agree with any of these numbers. Um, whatsoever. This is pretty outdated. Yeah. I mean, I guess so those bond numbers could return some, maybe the cash will return some, but I guess if you look at it right now, it's hard to imagine that those numbers changing anytime soon where we could even get close to 3% on, on our cash, right? Yeah. Not anywhere close like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You might get a stable value fund. I, I was with a, a client um, last week as well, but they had all these accounts open from the, the 80s. And so their minimum guaranteed interest rate on some of these accounts, like these 403B employer sponsor plans, were getting three and a half, four percent 4%. That's the minimum rate. Well, at the time, that was super low. Um, back in the you know the 80s, they probably thought it was a, a garbage rate, but it's a pretty phenomenal rate today to know that that's your minimum. Um, and as long as they keep money in there, they get that rate. Today, if somebody put money in that, you're going to get a half a percent, maybe one. Yeah. You won't see your money grow very much over time with no. uh, with an account like that. Uh, you talk about stocks and bonds. Uh, one of the one of the retirement planning ideas that have been followed through the years or with strategies is that you can move from stocks to bonds as you get older and maybe be a little more safe. Um, maybe in the 80s, 90s, you're talking about that. That seemed to be maybe a plan people followed. But because does, does that work today? Yeah, a lot of people still stick to that rule. So you might hear the people while people are working or you're younger, they said, I'm 80% stocks, 20% bonds, like an 80-20 or 70-30, which means 70% stocks, 30 bonds. And they said, well, in retirement, I'm going to be 60-40 or 50-50. Well, half and half stocks and bonds. The problem with that is, again, like I said, bonds aren't what they used to be. You know, we just ended, uh, I think we just had a 40-year bull run on on bonds, 40 years. You know, here's uh, 
an article from professor here from uh, uh, Wharton Finance professor. He talked about, he said, it's been a long 40-year bull on bonds. It peaked in 1981 with a 10-year yield at 16%. I think we'll look back at this in, as the end of the bull market in bonds. That just came out a few months ago. Rates are going to go up. With all of this, you know, we had all this uh, funding here from the government here, the bailout money for that we had to give for, you know, businesses and for people and uh, stimulus packages. There's going to be a price to pay for that. That's going to be called inflation someday, where eventually rates are going to have to go up. They're going to have to do that. Um, it's it's nice to have these low rates today, but eventually it's going to go up and your bonds are not going to perform very well. So. Uh, long-term planning for retirees, we're recommending other options than bonds, something that will outperform them and without having the risk of losing some of that money. Because if we even go back to 2018, when the Fed's raised rates four times that year, people came in here with their 401ks and with their IRAs from other advisors and say, why am I keep losing money? And, and because I, I thought this money was safe. That was the mentality that people had with bonds, that they're safe, but they're really informed that they're not safe because they can lose when the interest rates go up. And that's exactly what was happening to their uh, portfolios. So yeah, it's good just get a different perspective and find out, you know, that what's your other options other than bonds. Uh, but you do need some level of safety in retirement and bonds just aren't going to be what they used to be. Good to know. And it's an important thing to maybe discuss if you think you're going to just make that transition or make that move on your own. Sit down and, uh, and get that figured out with a professional. You know, when we talk about retirement, you know, I think for the longest time, a million dollars might seem like the ultimate goal, right? Get right. to a million and, and you're going to be in great shape. And I think a lot of people through the years also plan their, you know, their retirement around that. Hey, if I can get to a million, that's what I'm going to need to retire and I'll be all set. But you know, that that's obviously an outdated approach because the dollar, obviously the value of the dollar has changed. There's a lot more millionaires now than there were 20 or 30 years ago. But why also is it outdated to think that in terms of, you know, how much you're actually going to need? Yeah. yeah the whole general, you know, attitude, I, I you know, everybody thought a million was going to be worth so much more, but uh, we we can look back even the last, you know, 20 years and think how much cars were were cheaper and how much everything else was cheaper. I mean, we went through a phase where gas was outrageous at that time. But what I paid for my first house was $77,900. And that house hmm. today is probably, and that's when I was 22 years old, but that house today is probably 180 or 200,000. So you kind of kick yourself, wow, should I have kept the house? But <laughs> um, yeah, just have that general uh, retirement plan, having a million dollars. You might need two million. Everybody's situation is different. You know, what is your debt? What are your expenses? What country are you planning on staying retired in? If you're in Seattle or, or prices are outrageous or San Francisco, anywhere in California, I should say, it's cost of living is expensive. You have a million dollars in retirement in uh, California. That money's not going to last too long unless you have a very good pension. So, but we've seen other people here that have only had a couple hundred thousand or two hundred, three, five hundred thousand. And because there's social security and because they're diligent and having their debts paid off and maybe having a pension as well, that's enough for them. And so, uh, and they're still living a comfortable retirement and still traveling and they're not just you know, home bodies. So the key is you just have to have that specific plan for you so we can figure out what is your, your expenses and when will they change? Will they go up or to go down in retirement? And what part of the country are you gonna live? Casey met with an individual here who came out to one of our social security events uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was in just recently, and he says that he was gonna move to a different country. So every once in a while we get some 
some situations where clients said they, they're going to move to Central America or South America because cost of living in these other countries is so much cheaper. And that's the only way they're going to be able to afford to have a retirement that they want to, uh, you know, to have because they won't be able to live a decent quality, uh, in their eyes, the retirement they want to have. So they're going to decide to move to a different country. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, well, the last one we want to talk about outdated retirement planning ideas is I think one we kind of get into quite a bit on the show and it's important to kind of always be addressing this and reminding people of it. But, you know, the idea that you're going to need less income in retirement than you need while you're working. Yeah, typically not the case. Um, a lot of people say they, they can get by <laughs> pretty inexpensively and some really can. But I think it's important because when we look at gross numbers, just say you're making a uh, $100,000 a year at your job. We always like to talk what we gross, right? But reality is what do you net? So when we figure out people, I need, you know, I'm making 100,000, so I need to make 100,000 in retirement. Well, I'll say reality is, you know, you're funding your 401k. So let's just get reality what you really need because, um, you know, maybe you're putting $15,000 a year into your 401k. So now you're really only making 85,000, right? But you're not driving to work every day. And maybe healthcare is the same. Maybe sometimes it goes it goes lower. So we can really break it down to find out exactly what you need. Most people are keeping their their net very similar. Or sometimes it's like in a previous episode we talked about it could be a little bit more expensive in the first few years. And I said that's okay. Let's plan for that because that's why you save money for retirement. That's what that money is there for. So you could be retired. And as long as you have a plan how to spend it, that's okay. And that should give you that peace because the the scariest thing you could do is go in retirement with a, you know, you think is enough amount of money, uh, but you see that money draining right away and you don't have a plan and you don't know how, which accounts, how to take your money out properly in retirement. If the, you know, what happens if we had a, uh, another bubble that came like we had in the real estate bubble or the, uh, the tech bubble. I mean, we had the coronavirus bubble. Fortunately that came back really quick. It was the best case scenario, but the worst thing that could happen to you is retiring when the market just takes a drop right before, right at, or right after retirement in that first few years, plus or minus. That's going to be the worst case scenario for you, and you need to have a plan, So, uh, if, especially if you're taking that money out. But most people don't need less income. Most people are spending the same amount of money in those first few years in retirement, if not sometimes more. That's good to know. And it's important, look, to sit down with a financial advisor and, and get your plan in order. Make sure you're not following any outdated ideas or, or, or going down the right, wrong path. You want to make sure that you're in the correct process to get to your retirement of your dreams and to make sure you live the life that you want to. And a lot of that takes hard work, but it's, you know, it's important to plan it out and, and, and understand that you have confidence in where you're headed. And that's what uh, the team at Principal Preservation Services does uh, every day. So make sure you reach out to them. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website and the number is 855-987-8888. And on that website, we've got a couple more questions, Mike, that I want to get to today before we close okay. out this episode of the podcast. The first one comes in from Rose. She says, should I be investing differently since we have a national election approaching? Well, there's could you could. Now, it all depends, Rose, how close you are to retirement. If you're retiring January 1st and you have no, you have, uh, you know, 99% of what you're going to have in retirement is what you already have, 
there's no reason to take a huge amount of risk with that. You might want to be ultra conservative coming up here in the final few months of the year so you're not taking on any extra uh, risk because the last thing that you could do is take a big hit based off of what the election's going to go up or down based off you know whoever's winning and what's going on in the media at the time. So it all depends where you are age-wise, but typically if you have time, we're just saying try not to time the market, try not to judge what's going to happen in the market because if you notice in the last last decade, there's a lot of things that we can't actually predict. And we even go back to 2019 when there was all of this every day uh, on the news in China talks and the tariff wars. and and But what, what did the year actually do? The market, the S&P made about 30% last year. And so uh, you could have missed out if you would have invested out of fear. So if you have time, don't invest out of fear. Don't get emotional with it. But make sure you're, you're working with somebody that actually can make quick changes and actually watching over your money. We're not a big fan of, you know, buy and hold uh, with your, you know, retirement plans. You want to have somebody that's monitoring it and can put you in the best portfolio that's going to win for based off the economy right now. So depending on where you are, Rose, it's a long-winded answer, but uh, make sure you're in a portfolio that is appropriate for you so you can make some changes unless you're retiring you might want to be a little bit conservative at this point are you talking to your clients about this this same topic right now mike are people asking you a lot about the election and, and what oh, this yeah. means yeah we've uh we've had a lot of these conversations uh this last year and um you know especially what happened here i mean we've had we had all-time highs here and you know as of a few weeks ago well this is recorded here but uh what in uh, early September, the market hit all times high, and then we started having some drops in the market. People are like, what's going on again? Well, profits were so high, a lot of the investors were taking profits off the table, you know, by before the end of the quarter. So uh, we see that every once in a while, but we think the market's going to be strong again. And um, But it's a big topic, be, be, being that we work with pre-retirees, we're talking about 55-year-olds and older, which is 90 eight percent of our business is this is a, a big topic that people are, are trying to find out what should I do with our portfolios but uh, we actually have actively managed portfolios that Casey deals with that we can make quick shifts and they can make quick shifts in the cash if they have to if things get you know volatile in a short period of time most people don't have those type of portfolios in your 401ks and and with your other advisors they're just typically kind of riding the market up and down, which we don't think is the best plan for retirement. Good to know. Well, if you have any questions about the, the upcoming election, what it means for your retirement future, or if you have any questions in general, you can send them in to us via the website, principalpreservationservices.com. We'll bring them to the show. We'll answer them here. But also, if you want to get de uh, deeper into these topics with Mike, I encourage you to, to set up some time to, to sit with him and his team and, and actually go through some of the, the things on your list and, and the things that you're concerned about. And you can always call him directly at 855 987-8888. All right, Mike, we'll close it on that note. I'll encourage everyone to subscribe to the podcast, the Retirement Reality Podcast. We'll have a new episode next week. We'll look forward to talking to you then. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.